Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations in vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganbill and I am your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. Happy Monday, everyone. This is Bree of Compassionately You. And today we have special guest Kyrie Phoenix here. Hi, Kyrie. Hi. Thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And so I have reconnected with her via Instagram, but we actually did go to the same college together. I think I was friends with, or my friend was friends with her roommate <laughs> way back in the day. Yes. And um, it's just been fun to reconnect and see some parallel journeys that we've both been through. So, Kyrie, tell me a little bit just about yourself, um, the work that you do. Yeah. I consider myself someone who is multi-passionate, mm-hmm. um, not to be confused with, like, scatterbrained. I just care very deeply about others and helping in any way that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm described as a highly sensitive person, and for a long time I took that, not knowing what that term was, I took my emotions and viewed it as a negative, yeah. um, but learning about highly sensitive people and realizing that that's what I am, it's a real big strength of mine, because I use that to speak and write about our journey through grief and loss, um, and life and motherhood and help others know that they're not alone and that even through dark times there's so much beauty Mm -hmm. even if we just have to look a little bit harder yeah and when being a highly sensitive person you can also sense shifts in other people and see what really is going on there so if they shift from a like positive emotion to what we deem as like a negative emotion you can go oh something happened there let me try to ask like what is going on and how are they doing so exactly yeah yeah that's a really really big skill that um I think the world needs more of I agree and so tell us a little bit about I know that you have a a blog you said that you write about so um it seems like I think your following has grown a lot just in the past couple of months I've seen so yeah what's been yeah I write mainly on Instagram right now um, for myself. I use it as a personal blog. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, going through that multi-passionate, have tried to find different ways of sharing or saying things um, and never really had a direction. But last month, beginning of May, I had attended a mom fence, um in Atlanta. It's a boutique conference 
for Bloom. It's Bloom Mom mm-hmm. Tribe. And Kelsey McHenry created this conference for moms and their friends, you know, to get away. It's hard for us to put ourselves first as moms. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Kelsey really wants to break that and let moms know that it's okay. So I attended this conference and was so moved. It had happened to be the same weekend that was the six-month mark of my aunt's anniversary um, of her passing. And so I knew going into it, it was going to be super emotional anyways. Um, but hearing so many women talk about the need to take care of ourselves, mind, body, and soul, mm-hmm. um, that weekend changed a lot of my mindset. And I announced to the world the conference that I was going to become the speaker and not that I need to be the next (laughs) you know great motivational speaker but I'm going to use my voice not hide anymore but share what's really on my heart so since doing that I've made the shift to really being genuine and focused on my Instagram and that's really how my following has grown because I'm willing to put myself out there more than I ever had before yeah, people crave vulnerability and just genuine connection. And thank you for being that voice. I think sometimes when we are highly sensitive people who are driven in multiple different passions, it's scary to put ourselves more out there just speaking from relating to you because we don't want to get hurt (laughs) just like anybody else. But we, because we share more and we're more vulnerable, there's that higher risk, right? Yes. But that's actually what people need in this world. And if more people do that, more people will follow. And then you get real relationships and real discussion. And yeah. So. And that's what I really like. I've realized more and more that I'm not about the small talk. I don't do well with small talk. <laughs> um, and I think it's because I crave those deep connections and really getting to know someone and mm-hmm. hearing them and letting them feel that they're important. Yeah. And, I mean, there's only so much time. Why waste it on yes. <laughs> small oh talk? Goodness, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So tell us a little bit more about... Um, you mentioned your aunt's passing, and I know you wanted to share more about that because I don't think grief and death is really talked about much in our society, and we would love to hear anything that you would want to share. Thank you. I'm going to back it up just a little bit because the story of grief and loss all kind of comes together in this full circle moment that's bizarre to me that I didn't recognize until Mm -hmm. now um we have two children Brady and Isaiah Brady's our oldest who is going to be seven in August and Isaiah just turned two in March and then in between those two we have an angel baby in heaven Mm -hmm. um which again can be a whole nother topic but losing our second pregnancy really made me part of a club that I never thought I'd be a part of. I didn't really understand or know mm-hmm. because, again, we don't, as a society, talk that much about miscarriages or early pregnancy losses. Yeah. And do. then once you go through it, you feel so alone. 
So I started sharing that journey with our loss on my Facebook page. This was in 2015. Mm-hmm. We lost our pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and had so many women, you know, message and be like, thank you for sharing. I had a miscarriage too and didn't know what to say or wouldn't talk about it. And when you don't talk about things, you harbor all those feelings and it's not good. Yeah. And you feel alone. Like no one has gone through it and that's not true. Yeah. And you find out, you know, that they're one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage and, and that's just what's reported and known. So you think there's so many more that are going through this that we don't know about. Um, and then we obviously went to, on to have a successful pregnancy, and I say as born, and I've always wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I wanted to be a mom of a big family. My mom is one of four, one of five girls. She has four sisters. Wow. And then my mom has me and my sister. We grew up with my mom's youngest sister, my Aunt Michelle. She has four girls, my Aunt Michelle and Uncle Noel. So we grew up, the six of us girls, together. Aww. So I always imagined I would have this big family. And then you become a mom and your world changes. Brady became my my world. He became my reason for being. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I could never imagine loving anyone else the way that I loved him. And realizing, you know, becoming a mom, realizing how much my mom and my aunt had done for us um, and for themselves. Eventually, I was like, okay, well, we're our family. Mm-hmm. And Nick and I have agreed two is going to be our max now. Life is so different now yes. than it was, you know, 25 years ago growing up, you know, 30 years ago for my mom and my aunt. Um, so while we don't have six kids, we have two. Mm-hmm. I'm still very much a mom and still find very much of my mom and my aunt within me. Yeah. And I didn't know until recently, my Aunt Michelle stayed home with us girls during the day. And then she worked third shift at night. Oh, my gosh. And here I am this summer working from home with just my two boys. Um, and I can set my own schedule, but my goodness, I think of how tired I am some days, and I can sleep at night. You know, my aunt was working at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been this big sense of connection to her. My aunt passed away unexpectedly and pretty traumatically in mm-hmm. November of 2018, um, won't go into the details of all that, but with her death brought this big sense of time and how valuable it is mm-hmm. that I didn't understand even with the loss of the pregnancy. Um, as heartbroken as I was, life still went on. Yeah. And life will always go on with grief and loss, but it was just such a different way. It was such a big awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt Michelle was an organ donor. She was able to save or enhance up to seventy-five lives wow. with her organs, tissues, and eyes. And she was so healthy that her small intestine was being used for research. Wow. Yes, 
amazing. Mm -hmm. And one of my best friends has had two heart transplants. And that's a full circle moment too. Knowing someone who's been a transplant recipient and then being a donor family member, you really see how valuable each day of your life is Mm -hmm. and how everything you do has a future impact. So I was going through this season of postpartum anxiety after Isaiah was born. The fog had finally lifted in September of 2018. Two months later, my aunt passed away. And I realized that I hadn't been taking care of myself really since becoming a mom in 2012. As happy as I was to be a mom, I put that before myself. And maybe I'm alone in thinking that that's not what we have to do. It's okay to be a mom, and it's okay to love our children, but we can love ourselves too. Mm-hmm. And with my aunt's passing, I realized if she could be a mom of four girls, obviously we're all older now, we're adults, um, you know, but still find ways to take care of herself and love life and be as, ha- as happy and healthy as she was, then I think I can too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've taken all that heartache and really focused on loving myself as much as I possibly can. So that's where we are today. Oh, you know, it's been mm-hmm. seven and a half months, but I'm on track mentally, physically, emotionally for proper healing. Wow. That's incredible. Um. Tell us a little bit about what it looks like to take care of yourself, to put yourself more in the forefront than you had in the past after all going through all this. What has it looked like? Or what does it look like today? Like, what do you, what do, you do? What do you do? Each day has been different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when all this was going on, I was working full-time in an office, uh, a corporate setting. Mm-hmm. So I would wake up early in the morning, I would eat breakfast, and work out. That was a big part for me, um, doing at-home workouts. And I had the sense of balance. I knew I could predict you know, my days. I would wake up early, 